Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, welcome to The Bite. This is Nathan with you this week. We're looking at Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and it reads, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, The plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Here we find Jesus in a familiar posture, surrounded by a surprisingly large crowd telling stories. And for all intents and purposes, we'll try to only look at the passage for today and not get too far into what the verses ahead go on to unpack, as Jesus actually goes on to explain in pretty clear detail what his story means, something that seems kind of out of character for Jesus, who often speaks in cryptic metaphors and responds to people's probing questions by telling them a story in return. So you'll have to either read ahead in the 13th chapter or just keep tuning into the bite until we tackle the verses to follow where Jesus breaks it all down. But let's focus on the verses we're given here, 1 through 9. Jesus is giving us an agrarian situation here, something not unfamiliar to the lives of those listening. The first detail we're given is the subject, a farmer. And what's the first thing we see this farmer doing? He's planting. That is to say, he's sowing seeds. Or, kind of. Because what else do we notice? He's doing a pretty poor job, at least by any standards of efficiency. He doesn't seem to be a very good farmer, the way he's wasting seeds like that. Because he's tossing them everywhere. He's not carefully or methodically planting them in furrows of fertile soil. He's throwing it on the rocks. He's throwing it on the road. He's throwing it in places where thorns and thistles grow. Probably the byways and ditches. He's not throwing the seed only where he knows it will grow. He's throwing it every which place, which makes no sense whatsoever unless, one, this farmer just has a lot of seed to go around and doesn't mind wasting a bunch, and two, maybe he's has some fool's hope that the seeds will grow in all different kinds of environments, but whatever way you cut it, the farmer comes off as a bit indiscriminate and maybe even foolhardy in his methods. The other thing we notice is that for the seeds that don't make it, it isn't the environments themselves necessarily. That is to say, the ground or soil that's the thing that keep the seeds from producing. It's the surrounding elements. It's not the path that didn't allow the seeds to take. It was the birds that ate up the seed from the path. It wasn't the rocky soil itself, but the sun that scorched the saplings when they sprouted up because there was no soil of any depth for them to take root. And it wasn't the byway or the ditch or whatever ground in which the thorns were growing. It was the thorns themselves that grew up around the seedlings to choke them out. It was the fact that the specific environments that Jesus mentions 
allowed the presence of other elements to flourish, elements that eventually killed the seeds off. These environments made themselves places more hospitable for the elements, bird or sun or thorn, than for the seed to take root and grow into a healthy plant, whether flower or food or tree. And then, of course, we have the good fertile soil that's ready to receive the seed and produce a massive harvest. We have an indiscriminate farmer who's throwing good seed anywhere and everywhere in hopes that good soil somewhere will catch it and foster it so that it can grow and produce and eventually drop seeds of its own. And we have different kinds of soil that by their very nature have either fostered an environment for seed to be healthy or for seed to be eaten, scorched, or choked. It's a good story, and as anything in Scripture, I think it tells us something about God, and it tells us something about ourselves. So in lieu that today's passage is a bit of a to-be-continued, we'll leave it at this. Jesus was constantly telling stories like this and illustrating the kingdom of God in one way or another. It's no accident, I think, that he used the medium of stories to tell the truth and to give us hope. And maybe we should learn how to be better storytellers, how to imitate Jesus in this way. Is this the true meaning of what it means to invite into the kingdom? Could this be the true meaning of evangelism, to tell the story, the story of the gospel, that God is throwing his grace around everywhere with a fool's hope that some soil will catch it and take root? And not only in the assumed way of storytelling by the use of words, but to tell the story with our lives to tell the truth of the kingdom, that there is a God who is like the best parent we could imagine, who's not only doing everything to make this broken world right and reconcile everything back together, but is active and in it with us, is elated with our joys and devastated with our sadnesses. Because if you ask me, that's pretty good news. What kinds of environments are our lives? What kinds of elements are we fostering? Are we creating environments for patience and goodness and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and peace and self-control and love to grow and flourish? God tosses his grace and love in all directions indiscriminately hoping that some will grab a hold of it and have life. Or, as paraphrased from Jesus in another account, look at the sun. Who does it shine on? Who deserves it? Yet there it is. It shines on us all just the same. He or she who has ears, let them hear. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.